Next on BYUSN preseason, all Big 12 teams are out, and only one BYU Cougar made the list. Should there have been another who made the cut? And the Big 12 preseason media poll will be, be released later on today. We'll tell you where BYU uh, will be expected to land. We're calling our shots today. It's a big time Thursday. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who is indubitably fired up to be here for today's show, Brian Logan. I don't know what that word means, but... <laughs> it means without a doubt. Now you, now you know you can't use big words around me. My vocabulary is like this big. You know, you know this. Are you, actually, I just taught you something. Indubitably. Without a doubt, you're fired up to Indub be here. Indubi. Indubitably. 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 <laughs> <laughs> now, I bring that up for a very specific reason. So last night, I was hanging out with my friends at... Uh, KSL in Salt Lake City and doing the late night sports cast and just thought I'd have some fun on Twitter. So I threw it out to the fans. Hey, give me a random obscure word that you need me to work into the sports cast tonight. <laughs> and I got like 68 submissions in 20 minutes. Wow. So we're sorting through all these and we settled on indubitably <laughs> and plethora. And we worked them into the sports cast last night. Oh, you got a plethora of, of <laughs> options, huh? I do. I learned hey, that. Plethora. I, I learned Let's that. Go. I learned that like two weeks Let's ago. Let's go, man. Hey, loaded show. A plethora of options, if you will, for BYU fans today. Yeah, um, you know, we'll, we'll discuss the lone cougar uh, that was on the the all season, well, the preseason uh, Big Twelve, uh, you know, team. Yeah. And there's only one, which I was actually surprised that it was there was any. Okay. Actually. Oh, so you were surprised so, they even had one? I was. Yeah, all I was right. surprised. I okay. was surprised. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the uh, the poll that that will be released later on today. Um, and then we'll, we'll let you know where, where we feel BYU will land. And then uh, we'll talk to Eric Mika. He'll yes. join us to discuss yes. his new podcast. Cannot wait. And then in an alternate universe, <laughs> would we mind if BYU <laughs> went back to the Mountain West Conference? No, any old conference. That uh, so much multiverse happening these days I know, right? in our day and age, right? That said, all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. An all-Big 12 honor or an all-Big 12 snub? You decide. What's Trending presented by Feast Box, donating 10% of every order to Full of Hope, a charitable organization that feeds hungry families. Yes, the preseason all-Big 12 teams are out, Brian. And the preseason awards for the offensive and defensive players of the year, along with the newcomer of the year, the only BYU player to grace the list, if you will, is a man out of Orem High School and a five-star high school recruit. The only man, I believe only the second man to ever start a game for BYU as a five-star recruit, Kingsley Suomataia, was named an all-Big 12 first-team preseason pick on the offensive line. So my question for you is, and there are a few here as it pertains to this list, Brian, first and foremost, is there any BYU football player right now not named on the list yesterday that deserves to be? on the list right now. So like I said earlier, I, I was shocked that, you know, BYU had one person and, and that's just mostly because of, you know, they're, they're newcomers, right? BYU is a newcomer and 
with with all with all conference and preseason awards, a lot of it has to do with um, familiarity, right? And understanding who these players are. Um, there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of clout. There's a lot of buzz involved. Yeah. Usually, if you let's say if you're a sophomore and you win all you, you win a you know uh, all conference honors. Most likely, your junior year, you, you'll, you'll get the honors. Your senior year, you get the honors just because, right? It doesn't really matter about your performance. Um, and so, you know, usually guys have these positions locked in already. Uh, media, media members who are, who are voting, they, they, they know these guys in and out. Okay. So I, that's why I was shocked. I was like, wow, okay. okay. Um, but I thought if anybody would be on there, it would be Aiden Robbins. Ah, interesting. And just, just listening to, to, to media... Uh, members of the Big 12 okay. that are familiar with, you know, uh, these teams, they thought the current running back that was on there or two running backs on there was, was kind of up for grabs, kind of iffy, right? And um, I think when you look at the production that Aiden had, uh, not, a, not a lot of running backs, you know, get at the, over 1,000 yards rushing. And, and I can see how they, they say, well, you know, they, he did that in the Mountain West. That's that's uh, that's. That's not the Big 12, sure, right? Sure. UNLV, you know, Cedric, Cedric. I could see that, but um, you know, production and, and numbers. I think if if you if you understand productions and numbers, um, I think he'll he would have similar numbers in comparison to a big, you know, to the Big 12. You right? feel like his Mountain West numbers are going to translate to the yeah. Big 12, yeah. given the increase in help in his offensive line and what he has innately. As a football player, is that what I'm gathering? Just, I mean, everything, right? I mean, he he's he's coming from like, I don't know, like a 1993 Honda to you know, like a like a Mercedes. Yes, <laughs> but he's an elite driver, is what you are saying. Right, exactly. So he's an elite driver right. that didn't have the machinery around mm -hmm. him to you know perform at that elite level. Yeah. Speaking of cars, absolutely. So I mean, we could we could talk about from just the, the coaching standpoint, right? Um, you mentioned the offensive line. You could talk about the resources that he's getting, okay. right? F food and nutrition, strength and, strength and conditioning program. I mean, all of those things, right, are going to enhance what he's already, what he already has, yeah. which, is, which, is, which is already good. I mean, the characteristics that he brings as a football player. And so I think if, 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 if media members really studied each team, like newcomers, yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think he would be on there. Uh, Kingsley to me is it's almost like you can you can Google like top prospects and Kingsley Kingsley's gonna come up, right? He's a projected first yeah. round draft pick by most major NFL draft so experts. Those, those media those media members are like, oh okay. Yeah, he, we'll throw him in there. Uh, yeah, toss him in there. First rounder, yeah, throw him in. He should be good. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think there's a little bit of that uh, involved as For well. Sure. Which is yeah. which is fine. It's I understand fine. it. Ha yeah. It ha kind of has to be that way, right? Especially right. with the four new teams coming in. It's like, well, what are these teams? that have not competed in the Big 12 until this right. year, and who do they bring over, and what players do they have that are good enough to fit in with the already pretty solid core right. of players within yeah. the Big 12 conference. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. a fun conversation. I like the direction you're going with Aiden Robbins. I don't know that I'm ready to give him a straight-up first-team preseason all-Big 12 nod, but I do think he has a legitimate case to be the newcomer of the year. And yeah, that yeah, was yeah. part of this yeah. list yeah. because he does qualify as a newcomer. He's new to BYU while BYU is new to the Big 12. So in a yeah. couple of ways, it feels <laughs> very new. And I like your analogy there. Like when he's playing for UNLV and he rushes for over 1,000 yards, yeah. like, again, yes, it's the Mountain West and those defenses are not as stout as BYU will see week to week in the Big 12. But 
if he is a great football player and has great talent and you put him behind what we believe is going to be one of the better offensive lines mm-hmm. in the Big 12 right now, why would he not have a season that would qualify him and put him in the conversation yeah. at least to be the newcomer of the year? And, and, and look who his offensive coordinator is. You know, we, 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 we give a lot of credit to, to, to Zach and, and Jaron, but and to Tyler. Algier, right? Um, but Aaron you know, Rodgers done some great things with running backs. I mean, he's he's putting yeah. he's putting he's putting guys in the NFL, you know, in those positions. And so, in a in a Rod, I trust you know more than. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not taking anything from Zach or Jaron or, or you know Tyler's accomplishments, but I mean, you, when you have an offensive mind coach, like when was the last time you were worried about BYU's offensive line? It's been oh, oh, not offensive line. I'm sorry, offense. Just offense. Just straight up offense. Just the offense. When have you ever? When's the last time you walked into a season and said, "Oh man, oh, the, oh, I'm nervous about the offense." Probably 2017, 2018. Right. It's, it's been the better part of five or six years. Right, right before Aaron took over full time. Right, exactly. That's, that's exactly my point. Yeah. I, I, I thought to myself, when was the last time that I was nervous about the offense? And it's it's right right around the same time because of Avery. So again, going back to, you know, what I said with with. You know, if you have characteristics or you have players that have great characteristics mm-hmm. um, and great skill sets and then you get them with a, a coach and a good scheme, um, a great offensive mind, I mean, the production is, is, is going to increase. So I think, I think it will carry over. Okay. I'm with you on Aiden Robbins. I think he has, a, he has a legitimate case to be newcomer of the year. If there's a guy that I think could be on the list right now, not named Kingsley Suamataia, I got to go with my guy Ryan Rico. Punters are people too, Brian. You oh, yeah, du- no, no, I agree with you. You dubbed it on this show. No, yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with you. Now kickers, now kickers, kickers <laughs> are people. Punters are ki- punters are people, not punters kickers. Punters are not people kickers. too. Ryan Rico's a freak athlete, and he's yeah. almost been punished because BYU has not punted hardly at all in the last two years. Yeah, that's true. His numbers just he hasn't punted enough yeah. for people to be like, oh yeah. But his per average, really, really good. Forty-six point two yards per punt. He was an all-independent first-team player, for what it's worth. I know that the independent status isn't the Big 12. Mm-hmm. On the Ray Guy Award watch list before in 2021. Ryan, this dude has some legitimate skill. And it's one – like, he holds the record for longest punt. Are, is, there, is there any punters currently on the list? There are, yeah. Okay, okay. I, there's a punter on the list okay. for, for a first-teamer. They do every position. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I'm just saying, like, if there were one person that – probably has the strongest case to be on this list right yeah. now that is not, I give it to Ryan Rico. At the end of the season, you give me Eddie Heckard, your guy in the defensive backfield. He comes over as a you know FCS All-American. I think he could have a big season. Yeah. Connor Pay at center on the offensive line. Pro Football Focus loves his numbers. He's due for a breakout season as well. So a couple of other names in there. Um, yeah, it's fun, it's fun to talk about. It is. It, I, I, like, I like Keaton Slovis, um, Cody Epps. Uh, Aiden Robbins, uh, obviously, and then Jacob Robinson. Notice Jake, how I put. Jake, I said yesterday, Jacob's the most underappreciated defensive player on the BYU team right now. Oh, hey man, give me, give go. me some. Give me some. He is yeah, so yeah, undervalued yeah, and so good. I agree. I agree with you, man. So good. It's hard. It's hard to like, for me as a corner to to go out and and watch the defense, um, fully because I'm just so focused on him. You know, because he 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 does things that, you know, I early in his career that I didn't do until my senior year. So, you know, that, that gap of, of excellence, of, of yes. how he could um, finish his career is, I mean, sky's, sky's the limit for him. So. All right. Let's keep this rolling. Let's, uh, because 
Today is another big day for the Big 12, Brian. Yeah, it is. Um, the preseason Big 12 media poll will be released um, after the show. Um, <laughs> wish it was released before. I know. The Come on. Um, so, Spencer, what, what do you what do you think BYU will, will fall? Okay, let me clarify. <laughs> this is very different. Okay, so, where I think they will land in this poll that is voted on by media members, okay, yeah. where I think they will land, and where I believe BYU deserves mm -hmm. to be picked are two different things. Where I think BYU will finish when all is said and done, yeah, yeah two very different things. So, right, 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 right. we are discussing where we believe the media are voting BYU to finish. Yeah. Right? This is not our opinion. I believe BYU will finish, sorry, will be picked to finish by others in the number 11 spot out of 14 teams. And guess what? I've seen BYU as low as 13, 14 yeah. in some of these preseason magazines. I think they're going to settle in to number 11, which I think is a few spots too low from where they eventually will finish. Texas is going to be the overwhelming favorite. In fact, Brian, humor me if you will. I'm going to roll out my Big 12 preseason poll guesses. Let's do it. Okay? These are the guesses where I think everybody's going to be picked to finish. Yeah. Texas mentioned their overwhelming favorite. Oklahoma, believe, I, I believe they will have a resurgent air around them in this preseason poll. They had a terrible season relative to Oklahoma one year ago. I think they're going to be picked to finish second. Then there is the sleeper pick for a lot of people, Texas Tech. BYU hosts them on October 21st. Tough game. Kansas State, Baylor, and TCU, fourth, fifth, and sixth, respectively. Kansas and the preseason offensive player of the year, quarterback Jalen Daniels in at number seven. UCF at number eight. Oklahoma State also didn't have a great year. They lost a ton, Brian. I think they'll be picked to finish ninth. Then Iowa State right in front of BYU. And rounding out the bottom, West Virginia, Cincinnati, and Houston in that order. Do you take issue with anything there in my preseason poll guesses? I don't think I don't think that the media will have a member of the Big 12, a current member of the Big 12, um, ranked underneath a newcomer. Really? That's what I, yeah. That's you, what so I'm you saying. think UCF, Houston, BYU? And Cincinnati are all are going to be the bottom four. Yeah, yeah, that's my. That's, I, I didn't even, look. I didn't even need to make a, a preseason list because I was like, oh, they're just going to be in the bottom four. UCF's pretty good, man. They're they're pretty legit. And they got I, a great quarterback well, coming back. Well, well, well. You know, looking at the the all you know conference teams, like they, there was only two players, right? So you know, Kingsley on offense, and then there is a, a guy I think from Cincinnati on defense, right? Okay. Mm, like, do, do they really? They, one, uh, one is this: Do they really know us? Two, like, have they put in the work to 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 know us? Okay. And I, and so I just think, just naturally, they're going to be, and then the bias, right? They they they're going to be thinking in their heads: Oh, these guys are coming from you know lower level conferences. They haven't experienced anything like this before. It's not it's not like we you know these four new teams were power five power five teams and, and playing in a power five conference and then going to another power five conference, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I think there'd be a bigger argument or um, more confidence in media, in the, in the, in media, in the media members if that was the case. But it's not, right? So, that, you know what they're thinking? Oh, this is time to play with the big boys. They're, they can't make it. You know what I mean? And just automatically just discount all four new members. There's some of that. I think there's, there's like 95% of that. Of that. People want to say that it's not there, but yes, there it, absolutely it, it is. exists. We can, I, we can we can go down the list of teams. I mean, we uh, games, you know, uh, of, of BYU in the last you know 40 years, from Miami to when I played Oklahoma, right? 
they all think the same thing when they walk into onto the field, like, oh, these white boys aren't gonna be able to, you know, and then they get, you know, then they get the business. That's so. the beautiful, that's the beautiful thing about it. Take, for example, last year TCU, Brian. Yeah. They were picked at the bottom or near the bottom of the Big 12. Yep, that's true. Brian, they got to the college football playoff, beat Michigan, and mm -hmm. played in the national championship game, and their quarterback, who was a backup when the season began, Max Duggan, was a Heisman Trophy finalist. Yeah. You never know. You never know. That is the beauty of sports. Yeah. So while, yeah, there obviously have to be a bottom four here. If it is the new four, that would be interesting for four. sure. New four, the bottom four, yeah. But who cares? Go and win games. Give teams the business. Yes, the business. And, <laughs> and make things happen, right? It's business time. Yeah, for the record, I believe BYU will finish somewhere around seven or eight. And that probably mean a four and five record in Big 12 play, maybe five and four, like somewhere around there. Like I think BYU will finish in the middle of the pack, but they're going to be picked to finish in the lower yeah. third. Yeah. I, I believe strongly that will happen. I'm with you there. Okay. All right. Our question of the day, as Brian just brought up and as we just discussed, the Big 12 preseason media poll will be released today. Where do you expect, not want, where do you expect BYU to be in the poll when it comes out in a few hours, and why? Travis Campbell on Twitter says, I expect BYU to be at the bottom. But I like that, actually, because it gives BYU the underdog mentality that BYU has thrived on over the past decade. There you go. I didn't even read that tweet, and I said it. We're on the same, we're on the same page, Travis. <laughs> uh, Matt Moon on Instagram, going to be in the 10 to 8 range, just I, below the top half of the conference. I think that's, I think that's blue goggled. Honestly, yeah. to, to think that the media will put BYU in the 8 to 10 range right now. Yeah, no. I would love it. And I think, again, I think BYU will finish middle of the pack when all is said and done. But right now, I, I just don't. That's, that's they, they see Jaron Hall gone. They see Puka Nakua gone. They see Blake Freeland, the starting left tackle, yeah. gone, even though Kingsley's there. And they're like, eh. And BYU was 8 and 5 last year. They're going to a tougher conference, playing 10 power fives. No. The media are going to pick BYU in the bottom third. Yeah, it's it's and we again, man. We just don't we just we just don't get any respect either. It's just how it's how it goes. That's, it must be earned. It must be earned, is it, is especially I, in a conference context. Look, man, they going they going they they about to be shot. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm it. Saying, as, I'm saying, as a former player, you know how much respect that we got after, you know, after the game was over. And, I, and I, I say this term because this is the exact words that, that they would say. They'd be like, "Man, you, you man, you you guys got you guys got some 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 good guys. They're like your white boys can play. They come tell me, because I'm black. They're like your white boys can play, man. Like, or they'd be like, "Man, you're more. Th those more Mormons are good, man. Whoa. I'm like, "Man, we're football players, so you know, you know That's why I'm sitting here with this. Like, I'm like, watch. Mm -hmm. They get punched in the mouth real fast. Listen, we used to do the random title of the day for the shows, right? I bring this up often, but you just gave us the title of the show today right there. And your white boys can play. <laughs> that is a good title. <laughs> Michael Croxall on Instagram adds, I don't care about where BYU lands in the poll. I just hope BYU is ranked higher than the other new schools mm. in the Big 12 since BYU is the most prepared out of the new four schools. I'm telling you, UCF is going to be the the highest rated yeah, of yeah. the new four schools. That's yeah. going to happen. 
And then I think BYU followed by Cincinnati and Houston. But I don't, I don't think that they're going to be the highest rated team in a few hours out of the new four. Like, you, don't, you, don't, you don't think U, UCF is? I think, no, I don't think BYU is. UCF is, I believe, I think it's clear. Yeah. They've earned it. I think they've earned the right to be the highest rated of the new oh, four. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, no, I agree with you there. I get you there. Okay. Um, out of out of all the teams coming in, yeah, they they have I think the 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 most clout, right? It's 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 I think I think I think when you for, have a good quarterback and you return a serious yeah, core of experience, yeah, yeah. and you were pretty good last year, yeah. uh, that's a lot of hype. one plus one plus one, Brian <laughs> equals three, and it's going to be UCF. Well, not nowadays, you know. <laughs> Math is like you gotta be politically correct now. Yeah, where are the so parentheses? Could, be, were there brackets? It could be any, there? It's how I feel. The answer is. <laughs> okay. At Wes Malquist on Twitter answers, I'm expecting BYU around number eight. I think that's where they'll finish. Top that's, that's a lot. of the that's bottom half. BYU's too new to be higher than that. Agreed. And I think eight's too high. Yeah. But the media has seen what BYU can do against the likes of Baylor, Texas, and Oklahoma over the years. And the Cougs have done nothing to prove they can at least hang around the middle of the pack. These are all true statements. But you have to understand the media is looking at the fact that Jaron Hall is gone. Yeah. And they're looking at Keaton Slovis and saying, he was awesome at USC in 2019, mm-hmm. but... He hasn't really done much since then, and he did not produce last year at Pittsburgh. A lot of new moving parts. BYU's defense was ranked 109th last year. Like yeah. th- these are the numbers the media are looking at. Yeah, you, you gotta. This this is a good point that you brought this up. You gotta look at two separate things. What, what, what this answer is is alluding to more of the brand, and I said that too, right? Like the brand of BYU. That doesn't factor into. What, what does BYU bring to the table now? What, what's the current team versus the brand, yes, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, when it comes to the brand, oh, easily. We're, we sh- we're, we're, we're number one in every category as far as, <laughs> as, far as P5 ready, right? Okay. But as far as on the field next year, that's, that's, that's really where, where the, the discussion is and the voting is. So, sure. Uh, BYU Sports Nation will hit the road to Dallas for Big 12 Media Days. Uh, we'll have you covered with interviews from Kalani Sitake, Keaton Slovis, Cody Epps, and a number of other head coaches and players uh, from other Big 12 teams. Make sure to watch July 12, 13, 14 at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Cannot wait. Triple digits expected in the Dallas area, by the are way. You, are, you, are you going to that? I'm going. Am I going? <laughs> I don't know. Are you you joining us? Can I go? (laughs) Hey, you ready to put on your basketball cap? Your coach's cap for hoops? Ready. We're doing it. Uh, Eric Mika joins us next. He's got an unbelievably awesome new podcast coming out. And it's going to resonate with you, brother. I'm telling you. It's specifically geared towards former athletes. Awesome. Let's do it. That and much more next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by Beastbox Global Grill. A unique dining experience featuring Texas, Hawaiian, and Korean meats. Time to feast. Almost impossible to stop. Austin to Mika. And the foul. Bob for Mika. He's just a double double waiting to happen every time he steps on the floor. And Goliath goes down. BYU wins it. Oh, I love those words, especially when it happens at the kennel in Spokane. Yeah, we are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play alongside Brian Logan. I am Spencer Linton. We welcome in the man who was responsible for one of the greatest wins in BYU basketball history. Played a huge role that night 
Eric Mika yep. is back with us in Studio B. Fun here. game. Oh man, everyone everyone still asks me about it. It's everyone's favorite. How can it not be for me? Like that was unbelievable. Yeah. Undefeated number one down senior night. Senior night at their place <laughs> again. I played uh, two or three seasons ago in Serbia, and jo um, Josh Perkins. Oh yeah, was point, guard point guard for that team. Yeah. And we were close. We were roommates on the road a lot of times. And he's he, a good dude, but He's still, yeah, great dude. Still mad about it. <laughs> Which is awesome. So, Josh, if you're listening, sorry. There, sorry, I had to put you on blast on TV, but, there, yeah. there, There's, like, maybe two to three games as athletes that we play that we, we remember. And we remember, when I say remember, like, we remember yeah. the details. Like, yeah. I remember what I ate the morning that we played Oklahoma and beat them because that was the big game right. for me. Is, yeah. that, was that, is that game similar to you? It was in some ways. I, I couldn't tell you what I ate. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I remember every detail of the game. I remember after the game, I remember coming, flying back to Provo. Like, it was, it was awesome. I mean, just because it's been brought up so many times. Yes. You replay it in your mind so many times. Yeah. And, um, you know, great moment, uh, special, special moment for that team. And, I'll, I mean, I'll never forget Did you guys it. have fans waiting at the airport? We did. Yeah. yeah, it was like 2, 3 in the morning, yeah, and there were hundreds too. of people. It was awesome. Yes. I, think that, I think that was the best – Oh man, the best part. The best part was yeah. the fans with signs, yeah. and I was like, "How did you guys make these?" Over right. There? Yeah. Um, but, Arts but, and crafts. But, <laughs> just ready to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, your life's changed a little bit since then. A lot of bit. Okay. <laughs> True. Okay. Uh, it's changed a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I say that tongue in cheek, but my gosh, you and your wife Gabby just had your second child. Yep. Congratulations. I did. Thank you. Appreciate it. How is it again? It's great. I, the second time around is a lot easier. I mean, knock on wood, it, but it's going well. Um, you know, my wife said she's a champion. She's a warrior. She's recovering great, um, holding down the fort while I'm running around doing stuff like this and still working out. Um, Got to stay in shape because I have some stuff coming up. Um, but it's been great. You know, it, it was a wild, wild thing when the first or the second night, you know, we left our room and our, our new son, his name is Matias. Matias was crying. I left that room. And then I went upstairs and Johannes was crying. So going from one room where there was a crying baby to a second room where there was another crying baby was, was a bit surreal, but it, I mean, it, it's been amazing. That's incredible. Johannes is, he's a character, man. He is. He's a character. You saw him down in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. That guy just, he just rules whatever room he walks he in. He is the most social yeah. toddler yeah. that maybe I've ever met. And I have some social kids. No, he's, he's one of a kind. He's, he's hilarious. <laughs> he loves the crowd, loves, loves, loves all the energy, feeds off it. He's a lot of fun. Oh, that's fantastic, man. And sincere, sincere congratulations. Thank to you. you and yeah, Gabby. appreciate it. And Thank you. If she's watching, Gabby, like, he gave She'll you a watch. shout out. She'll you, watch you, eventually. You, yeah. you deserve this for sure. Okay. Um, we were talking um, a few weeks back, and, and you said, you know, you informed me, like, you're starting this new podcast. Yeah. And I got super fascinated by it because I feel like it's not a topic that has really been addressed a ton. Right. And that is, you know, and you can go into detail here, but essentially, what do athletes do after they're done playing the sport that they have grown to love and it has become such a part of life? When that ends, well, now what? Right. Um, and that's kind of a tricky, scary area for, mm -hmm. for some guys that have only known that. Yeah. Um, so first of all, what, what made you want to do that? And, you know, what are the nuances of this thing? Yeah, so, I mean, the first thing I'd say is there are resources, Right. Like your parents usually being one, my parents were one, I'm sure they were trying to get me to do these things. And, and going to camps and clinics um, in high school and college, you have career counselors, you have, you have lots of resources, right? I just think sometimes 
you need someone that speaks the same language, that's been through the exact same things you've been through. Um, you know, maybe it's someone that you look up to on the on the playing field that will relay that message in a way that's a bit easier to to receive as like a kid because you just don't listen as a kid, at least not enough. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to be that resource that kids can listen to and can relate to that, you know, they understand maybe the language a little bit better because, you know, it's coming from other athletes that yeah. have done it. Uh, but basically what happened, um, you know, Chad Lewis, Chad is like so sick of me just pinging him all the time and, and also dragging him into all these stories that I'm telling. But Chad was really the catalyst. Um, he came down to an Ignite game in Henderson in January, he was going to a Chiefs-Raiders game, I yeah, think, the next yeah. day or the day after and that. And you're still playing in the G League yep. for, the, for the Ignite. Yeah, we'll, we'll head back there this next year. Okay. Um, and he came to the game the night before the football game, and we had like an hour and a half, two-hour conversation on the phone the next day, just kind of catching up. And he was asking me, like, hey, what, well, what's next? I know, like, you're playing, and you found this niche, and it's awesome, but, like, what are you doing about when you're done? Because you're one injury, you're one, yeah. you know, contract, you're one something happening at, at, at home from being away, yeah. uh, er, while you're away, from, from being done, right? So what are you doing about it now? And I was like nothing, you know? I, I, I kind of ebbed and flowed throughout my career, like really caring about it and doing research and being worried about it, you know, getting anxiety and then going, well, no, I'll be fine. I don't care. I'll, I'll figure something out when it comes. But when he kind of challenged me to like start doing something, I, I, I did. So I got an internship in, um, in February. I met with this VC firm. Um, you know, connections to BYU. So I, I used my network. I, you know, got them to basically let me in the door with, with no experience, um, which was, uh, you know, I'm very, very grateful for. And I started in April, you know, the short G League season allowed me to do that. And so I did 10 weeks with them. That's um, Pelion Ventures and Cottonwood. And, you know, something that is so outside of my, like my wheelhouse, like <laughs> yeah. completely different. You know, I, I was starting from absolute zero. Um, as far as knowledge and experience and know-how. Um, and so it was uncomfortable. Um, but after a week, I was like, I should have been doing this way earlier, right? Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people do, right? A lot of people have done a better job of it. But, but for me, I was like, I should have been doing this out of high school. I should have been doing it while I was in college. I should have been doing it earlier than after my sixth year pro. Um, and so I kind of, you know, happenstance ran into this podcasting team that was building something that edits and produces podcasts using AI. And they said, hey, do a podcast for us. So I thought about it and I was like, why not talk about where I am now in my journey and what I wish I would have done, what I, could, what I would tell myself if I could go back in time, and then meet with other athletes that have done it or that are doing it the right way, um, what they're telling their kids, what they're telling you know, the youth that they come in touch with, and um, see if we can be that resource that, resource that bridge, bridges the gap between former athletes, current athletes, and, and younger athletes that are aspiring to be the very best, but in reality, the numbers are against them, right? They need to start thinking about other things and, and cultivating another side to their life at the same time. Yeah, that's, um, it's interesting you say that because no matter what, every, every student athlete, sorry, every um, athletic student, okay, <laughs> every athletic student right. thinks they're going to the league, right? Like right. I'm going to the NBA, I'm going to the NFL, and, you know, we, I think we're just so consumed with that goal that like, there is no other reality for right. us, right? Like, this is our reality. It's, it's, it's make or break. And then you kind of even think to yourself, well, if I, have a, if I do have a plan B, maybe I'm not confident in myself, yeah. right? I'm not giving it my all I'm to plan not, A. Right, exactly, exactly. So I'm just going to not focus on that and then just, just you know, focus on, on going to the league. But what, what, what's also interesting is 
uh, Chad Lewis is the one who, you know, kind of sparked it for you. If that was some random guy um, or a random person, yeah, you know, that you couldn't relate to, you would probably just brush it off, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and that's the that's the really cool dynamic of of having some of these people on is they've done it or they're currently doing it, mm. and I think young athletes will listen to them, right? I I would love if they listen to me too, but but we're bringing other people so that they can hear these same stories that that I'm you know blessed and and grateful to have. You know, I have unbelievable mentors and some really cool friends that are do, doing amazing things on and off the field, on and off the court. And so I just want these conversations to not be private. I want them to be to be public to all athletes. Yeah, what, what I love about it is you're kind of the bridge right here. You're, yeah. you're kind of experiencing the transition a little bit, right? right? You know it's coming soon. Yes, unfortunately, right? yes. No, I mean, and soon is relative. It's however many years you still right. want to keep playing, but you're kind of in that middle ground. Yeah, yeah. You're talking to guys that have already transitioned onto something else, and your audience is, you know, the guys that are still very much in it chasing yeah. a dream, right? Well, and, and and people that, you know, look forward to that down the road, right? Yes. Like high school athletes that, that yeah. think they're going to make it to college even, like that next step. And, and I'm part of the audience too. Like, we've done 13 episodes. I think we're trying to do 25 for our our first season, right? And we'll have those done probably by the end of the summer. And I'm learning things like it's helping me figure out my path and what I'm going to do to set myself up. So if it's helping me, I, I like to imagine that it's helping, you know, younger athletes as well. It's called Now for Later. Now for Later, yeah. And it debuts on July 17th. Yes. So we actually have an episode zero out right now, which is me, my story, my journey, you know, what, uh, what I've done up to this point professionally and in school. Um, you know, the, the, the parts I wish I would have changed, at least preparing, right? Um, and then the 17th, we'll start releasing weekly with our guests, which will be a lot of fun. Can you, could you, this is a vision I have for you. Could, yeah. Could you foresee this turning into like a little agency or a business where you actually, you know, bring on yeah. athletes and, and help them through that journey? I, I think that's a ways <laughs> down the road. Um, it'd take an even bigger commitment, obviously. We have, you know, my team and I have talked about that though, you know, finding a way to turn this into a platform where we connect current athletes, whether they're high school or college or even pro that maybe haven't started some of these things and connect them with a specific athlete. So if you're, if you're on the women's soccer team right now and you're studying engineering or you're interested in engineering, we literally find you a pro that has done that same thing, that has made that transition, that has done, you know, both sides of it and balanced it um, and figured it out. I think something like that would be cool, it's, yeah. but we, we've sure. only just ideated yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Now, I don't know how much you want to reveal at this point, but... All of it. Okay. <laughs> no, no, we're not hiding anything. Okay. We're going to start posting. It's going to be Who's everywhere. on the guest list? Um, so we've met with um, John Stockton, Harrison Barnes, um, Avery, wow. Avery Bradley, Kyle Van Noy, Jeremy Jones, a snowboarder. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not a snowboarding person, sure. so... I didn't really I know who he was. I but recognize the name. I did the research and like the guy's incredible. Like yes. he, he really like revolutionized modern day snowboarding, like what it is now. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Obviously, Chad Lewis. Um, you know, some really big names. We have yeses from Steve Young. Has We've had to cancel a couple times. Uh, he's apparently a busy guy. Yeah, uh, we know very, about that. Some very busy people. So we have yeses from him. We have yeses from Darren Williams, from Sean Johnson, from Michaela Skinner. Fantastic. Um, we have a lot of yeses. It's it's working with their schedules, um, figuring out what's wor what works best for them. Because um, at the end of the day, like they're 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 very busy. They're trying to balance their lives as well. But what's cool for me and what we're really trying to do um, 
is sprinkle in like the realistic stories. Like, and I don't want to downplay like these people's careers as professionals as well, but like the realistic stories where maybe you thought about pursuing college soccer, but you decided not to, you did something else, right? And then now you're crushing it. There, one of those is mixed in there. Or you did play college soccer, but you stopped early so that you could focus on school and, and go into finance. That's another story that we've had. Like, I want to make sure that we have this balance of, yeah, John Stockton has an incredible story and some of his, some of his tidbits for life are, are great yes. and they're coming from John Stockton. But you're not going to be John Stockton. No one is. Like, I don't think anyone <laughs> is ever going to be him yeah. or put up the numbers he did. Like, we're, we're seeing that that's clear. You know, some of the things he's did will never be done again. Um, so why not balance that out with somebody that had another really cool, yeah. you know, college, even sometimes professional career, but went a different route and then is, is crushing it in life and doing something else. Outstanding. All right. Uh, we'll finish with this quick hitter. Yeah. BYU is now officially in the Big 12. Amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like the Big 12 basketball conference is like a pseudo G League area. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Like it. I, I know it's not there yet, but, <laughs> but like. But really, really it's good. Cl- <laughs> it's so yeah. good. What's your number one bit of advice to BYU basketball to help them transition in to the toughest basketball conference in America? Um, I, you know, I actually had Leanne Pope on the show. Um, amazing perspective. Incredible personality. Ooh. Incredible personality awesome and experience. amazing perspective. Yes. Dad was a coach. Brothers played and were coaches. Obviously, she's married to Mark, who studied the LSAT, the MCAT, and the GMAT while he was in the NBA. He's right? unbelievable. Like, talk about preparing now for later, right? has daughters that are playing D1 sports. Anyways, and, and Leanne and I had this conversation. There's not a better coach, not a better family uh, to lead BYU, I think, into the Big 12 because the, the bit of advice I have in the word is patience, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be growing pains. It's going to be hard because it's a really tough league. Like I think Pope, uh, Pope put it best when he was like, why not just invite the Boston Celtics, right? Like, <laughs> like there's very, very good players. There's national championships, like recent national championships in there. Um, so they're going to be growing pains. It's going to be hard, but like it's all worth it, right? E- everything that's worth it is going to be hard in the beginning. So it's going to take some time. Uh, you know, we as a fan base and, and as alumni are going to have to be patient, but it's going to click. And when it does, it's, it's going to bring the whole university to another level. It'll be really cool. Take it from a man who has guarded Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, and LeBron James. <laughs> and, LeBron. <laughs> and LeBron. I'd put LeBron first. <laughs> That's right, brother. Right. Great stuff. Hey, you're super stoked for you, man. Yeah, thank you. Really, really good stuff uh, coming down the, the line, and we will be dialed in for sure. Yes, yes. Okay. Really. Thank you. All right. Tomorrow, join us for BYU football great moments, as told by players, uh, volume two, players like my quarterback Max Hall mm-hmm. um, against Utah. And a plethora of yes, others. Yes. See, I use that word. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We need to have BYU basketball great moments and have Eric Mika on that show talking about the guns. Just, I can win. Just play the same game over <laughs> and over. <laughs> Up next, a recent mock drafts have Kingsley Suomatai in a new place. We'll tell you where and are you buying it. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media media for content throughout the day on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and I'm trying to get us uh, Pinterest and Snapchat. Okay, and then what about threads? Now, now there's threads. It's like Instagram's version of Twitter. 
Oh yeah. Apparently, <laughs> just when I thought there was gonna be another one. <laughs> of course there's another one. Sheesh. <laughs> Welcome back to Studio B, I'm Spencer. He is Brian Logan. Let's get to today's headlines. Uh, BYU offensive lineman Kingsley has been named to the preseason All-12 Big 12 team. Uh, he started 12 games for the Cougars last season, allowing zero sacks. Mm -hmm. He was one of just four sophomores to make the list. Wow. Uh, the Big 12 preseason media poll will be released later this afternoon. Former BYU women's golfer Alicia May Mateo, elite to the very core, will compete in the United States Women's Open today in Pebble Beach, California. How cool is that? Former She's BYU. In the U.S. Open. That, that is. She yeah. tees off at 5.57 p.m. Eastern, so uh, that's just before 4 p.m. Mountain. Um, we, we have good athletes, man. I don't think- I don't Brian, think, we're spoiled. I, we don't, we're spoiled. We don't recognize our other athletes as much as football and, and basketball, but you know, um, we, we're, we're well rounded. Uh, former BYU golfer Peter Quest competes in the John Deere Classic today. Yep. Uh, he finished tied fourth last week at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. He's set to tee off today at 3.22 Eastern. Another dude on the PGA Tour. Yes, Former BYU running star Courtney Wayman running the steeplechase at the United States, or sorry, the USA Track and Field Championships in Eugene, Oregon tonight. Wayman won the steeplechase national title for BYU in 2022. Men's volleyball science transfer AJ Cottle, the 6'8 middle blocker played for UVU's club uh, team last year. I'll always take a 6'8 middle blocker in yes. volleyball. <laughs> yes, sir. Brandon Davies, <laughs> former BYU basketball star, signed a two-year deal with Valencia Basket in the EuroLeague in Spain. He's now entering his seventh season in EuroLeague play. He's a, he's a vet, averaging uh, over 10 points and three rebounds a game last season for Olympia Milano. Those are today's headlines. Now let's offer some opinions in the whip. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. ESPN's Jordan Reed released his first 2024 first round NFL mock draft and had Kingsley uh, 29th overall to the San Francisco 49ers uh, in the fourth offensive tackle taken. Okay. What do you think about that? Well, I think he's a lock for the first round at this yeah. point, Brian, I can tell you that much. Uh, I've seen enough from Todd McShay and Jordan Reed. and yeah. I, I think that Kingsley has earned the right to be a consensus first round projection going into the NFL draft. Now it's just a matter of, uh, is he gonna go, and I've seen him as high as like number nine. I see, yeah, I see him at nine like, too. Like the latter part of the top 10, to where he is now being projected by Jordan Reed at number 29. So I think he's gonna go in the first round somewhere. Can he climb into the top 10 is what's gonna be really fun to watch. I Big agree. game boomer tweeted a graphic of what he wants college football conferences to go back to. So in an alternate universe, if BYU wasn't a member of the Big 12, I hate to even think about that because we're all so excited about it, would you be okay with BYU going back to the old WAC, which would include the following schools, Arizona, Arizona State, BYU, Utah, Wyoming, UTEP, New Mexico, and Colorado State? Ew. Ew. <laughs> no. no, I thanks. want the Big 12. No thanks. That doesn't sound attractive at all. Give me the like, Big 12. Well, I mean, the rivalries with Utah and then like the old rivalries in the 70s was always with Arizona State. Like Arizona State was awesome in the 70s and they typically dominated BYU. BYU finally got over the hump. Yeah. And that's when they started to win under Lavelle and win WAC championships. That's fun, but no. Yeah. No, I'm not okay with this. I'm not, not on one. Give me no the part. Big 12 all day, every day. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Up next, the Big 12 preseason media poll. 
you missed it, comes out today. Where do you think BYU will be picked to finish in the poll? Not where you want them, where you think they'll be picked to finish. We'll read some more of your responses after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B, and we welcome you back with our question of the day. The Big 12 preseason media poll will be released today. So with the media folks voting, where do you expect BYU will be picked to finish in that preseason poll and why? At Dr. TPHD on Twitter says this, Brian, quote, I expect BYU to be at the bottom, but I like that actually because, again, it gives BYU the underdog mentality that BYU has thrived on over the past decade. This is a common thing. We read a tweet just like that yeah. earlier in the show, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this is what BYU has done for decades. Yeah. So is it good? Is it good if BYU is picked dead last or second to last? Mm -hmm. Or is there – I mean, for – at that, at that point, it's like, okay, it's just yikes. I think, I think for us as fans, it is because it's, it's always nice to be like, ha-ha, I told you, you know, like, you, you know. But I think as players, players really don't care too much. Um, now, what hurts players is, is week to week. You know, like when after we beat Oklahoma and then beat Tulane, we ranked seventh in the nation, and oh, we yeah. had right to go to class. Right high. We had to go to class. We had to do homework, and then <laughs> all the buzz. We were like, we're going to the championship, all the, and then we got, and then we lost. Right, kind of got that. We kind of got humbled. So, I think the other the other way it could be could work too, right? But preseason polls, we're not really looking at that at all. So, um, Daniel Stolworthy mm -hmm. on Instagram. Expecting them to put us bottom four yeah. just out of being a newcomer. Yep. Uh, but definitely think we'll finish middle of the conference and be bowl eligible. Yes, that, that's, Daniel. That's accurate. Yeah. This, this is what yeah. I've been telling people. That's yeah. accurate. Bottom four. I think number 11, number 12 is where BYU is probably going to settle in. And then the Cougars should finish seventh or eighth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, it wouldn't surprise me if they finish higher than that, though. It wouldn't surprise me. It's a wide-open conference. Once you, I mean, really, like, I, I think that there are – Probably four, and then this is the media speaking from the Big 12. There are probably four like legitimate contenders to win the championship going yeah. in mm -hmm. Texas, Oklahoma. Texas, I don't know about Texas, man. Texas Tech and Kansas State. You, you don't know about Texas? No. Said everybody for the last 20 years. Every, everybody, all I keep hearing <laughs> is like every year you hear Texas is back. Texas is back. It's like the same thing. I, like every time I go to church, it's like. Jesus is coming back this year. Jesus is coming back. I'm still waiting. It's like Texas is coming back. Texas is back. No, mm-mm. Still going to be waiting. Still going to be waiting. Just like, just like I'm waiting for Jesus to come back. Texas. <laughs> Seriously, like, like when was the last time Texas was legitimately living up to the hype and awesome? Probably when Colt McCoy was the quarterback. 2009, right? right? When they yeah. won, last time they won the championship. Ironically enough, when you were playing at BYU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, it just and they didn't old. win the championship that year. They won it with Vince Young in 06, but they were in the national yeah. championship game and McCoy got hurt. But it's been a while since Texas has That's what I mean. really so, been back. So why are they back? Exactly, is my point. That's my point. Analytics say, experience says, most five stars, most four stars, they bring back great quarterback play. They got Steve Sarkeesian. Like, this happens every year. I know. I know. <laughs> this happens every year. I know. Every year. If, I mean, Bill, Bill. They will always have the best recruits. They will always have. They will all, it's Texas. Yes. Right? They always will have it. But ESPN's they, Bill Connolly said the other day, if Texas blows it this year, oh, boy. Like, because everything <laughs> is just screaming they're going to be awesome this year. Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX, healthcare <laughs> elevated from Jay Floyd, 
This comes in on threads. Okay. Mm. This is okay. new. Okay. All right. Underrated, probably, BYU. I legitimately think BYU could be an eight-win team this season, which does not seem to be the consensus. The defense will need to take a step up, yes. But if it can, and I think that's possible, the team will be better than last year. Given the increase in schedule strength, that probably evens out to a similar win total. So he's taking eight wins, middle-of-the-pack finish, but said, you know, BYU's probably going to be undervalued and pick to finish yeah. 11th or 12th. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm with that. I, I can see that. All right, let's close out the show next with a special rise and shout-out to one of the newest members of BYU Sports Nation. This is BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or listen to the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Time for today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We've got a few, and we just talked to them. But once again, to Eric and Gabby Mika, who just uh, had their second child. Congratulations on the birth of their new baby boy, Matthias. That's Johannes there hugging Matthias. Man, that, that's a great family. And uh, we're super excited for him. Also, good luck to Peter Quest, our PGA Tour guy giant at the John Deere Classic, and Alicia May Mateo. Competing in the United States Women's Open and Courtney Wayman, the runner at the USA Championships. Yeah, good luck. We're praying for you. We yeah, we man. Don't, we don't believe in luck. We, you know, we don't. We just pray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. All right. Thanks again to today's guest, Eric Mika. Uh, congratulations, Dennis. We had time for you. Um, the conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This is in all of your shows, of, of our shows, on demand on BYUSN.com. For Brian, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Corby Easton. We'll see you tomorrow for BYU Sports Nation. BYU Football Great Moments is told by Players Volume 2.